What is up everyone? Welcome back to another video for the final time this season. We're having a look at my team selection. It is game week 38. What is up everyone? FPL Harry here and today it is game week 38 team selection. The final video of the season before of course we have our deadline stream, our mega deadline stream on Sunday before all the games kick off at the same time and the Premier League season and the FPL season both draw to a close. We are less than 48 hours away from the end of the season. We are really, we're finally there. The season has gone on for a long time because of the World Cup, but the final few game weeks feel like they have absolutely raced past. Before we have a look at my team for the final week, we're going to have a review of how we get on. If you have enjoyed the content so far this season, if you enjoy this video, please make sure to smash that like button. We'll try and hit 1,000 likes on the video and make sure you've subscribed as well for a reminder when things start up again next season. So diving into game week 37, it was a double. It was probably the worst double game week we've had I can since I can remember that was sort of more than just one match being added in. We only had two, of course, but it was from very highly owned teams in Brighton, Chelsea, Manchester United and Manchester City as well. So we were expecting quite a lot of points, quite a lot more points than we actually got in this game. I got 67 points this week in a double game week, which feels completely crazy i moved up to 2625 points overall it did give me a small red arrow from 360 down to 408 thankfully the manchester united guys in marcus rashford and bruno fernandez did bring it up i was about 500th going into that game and i did get a bit of a green arrow a shame that luke shaw looks like he's picked up a bit of an injury i'd be very surprised if he plays on the final day as well i got a no show from edison in both double game week games he didn't play a single minute in both games in the double i really need him to play on the final day because his replacement in my team was Kepper. I was quite surprised that Kepper got both games, but he did play quite well against Manchester United despite us conceding so many goals. Did save one off the line as well. He got three. In defence, Luke Shaw did pick up one of the clean sheets and get maximum bonus. So he did get 10 in there. A Superman with nothing in both of his doubles, so only four, but he did start both. McAllister and Matoma both picking up an assist as their only attacking return. Seven and six. Salah with a five. I decided to keep Isaac and not go for Alvarez. That didn't really pay off with Alvarez scoring nine points and Isaac only scoring one. Haaland, my captain, not really getting that much. Only six because he didn't play in the first game. Fernandez, the real sort of standout, happy with him. Did bench double Newcastle defence in Trippier and Botman as well. Although I didn't get Alvarez in for Isaac, I'm still quite happy that I've got two free transfers going into next week because... I think rotation is going to kill all of us in that final week of the season. Before we go any further, this video is very kindly sponsored by Manscaped.com. Manscaped is a growing global men's lifestyle and grooming brand and they have products from trimmers, toners, deodorants and boxes as well. With the code FPLHARRY, you'll get 20% off at checkout. You'll get two free gifts and free international shipping. If you're checking it out, I personally recommend using the Performance Pack 4.0. As part of that, as part of the many things you'll get in that, you will get the Lawn Mower 4.0, which has cutting edge blade technology and an LED light as well, which will stop you getting those grooming accidents in places you really don't want to be having grooming accidents. So if you FPL managers fancy getting yourself in check and all groomed up going into the part of the year that we might venture out from behind our screens at the end of the season go to manscaped.com use fpl harry at checkout get yourself 20 percent off get yourself two free gifts and international shipping i love mine let them know what you think 
So this is how my team is currently lining up for the final game week of the season. I've got two free transfers and half a million in the bank to be going and spending. And as I mentioned, I think there could be a lot of rotation going into that final day. And here's the reason why. Basically, all the players that I own have nothing to play for in the final day. In theory, Ten Hag said after his press conference that they still want to finish in third place and overtake Newcastle. So potentially Newcastle and Manchester United still have a little bit to play for. But I still think that injuries will come out on top and they won't want to get any players injured because they do have the cup final against Manchester City. That game is already big enough that if they lose the likes of Rashford, they lose to the likes of Fernandes, given they've already lost Anthony and potentially Luke Shaw as well, means that if they lose any more of those players, that final will become even more difficult for them. But we look at the likes of Liverpool away at Southampton. They are securing their place in the league. Brighton as well secure in their place. Manchester City with Edison and Haaland secure in their place as well. So in theory, none of my players really have anything to play for. No much real motivation. So we could just see a lot of rotation and maybe a few other players given minutes. We could see Garnacho start for Manchester United. Firmino could come in. We could see Carvalho come in. We could see a rotation in Brighton as well. Manchester City could rotate once again. We could see goalkeeper rotation. It could be Edison. It could be Ortega. It could even be Scott Carson as well. And whether Haaland's going to play... I don't really know. So a lot of my transfers, and it's boring, I know, but a lot of my transfer plans are going to depend on us potentially getting early team news at the very beginning of the deadline and going up to it in the deadline stream. And there often is in Game Week 38. It's not just this season, previous seasons as well. We've had leaks about potential rotation, potential team changes, and potentially big high-owned players being benched. Now, I look at my team and I think, where am I likely to want to make my moves? There are potentially a lot of goals on the final day, and it means that defensive and goalkeeper transfers are not normally the way to to go. Despite this, I look at my defence. I've got a Stupinan, Trent and Luke Shaw currently starting. I would be very, very surprised if Luke Shaw starts home to Fulham, given he's picked up a back problem and given that he did come off at half-time and then they have the cup final as well. However, if one of those misses out, for example, Luke Shaw, I've got Trippier first sub and I'm quite happy to play him, given that I think I'll need both my transfers in either midfield or attack. If I don't end up needing both my transfers in either midfield or attack, I could use one of my transfers in changing a defender, but I'm pretty certain that I'll need to use two free transfers higher up the pitch which is where there's most gain so I'm pretty certain Trippier will start away at Chelsea so if one of my defenders misses out I'm quite happy to play Trippier if two of them miss out then yes I might need to use a transfer potentially to make a defensive move play Trippier and then change one of them as well in goal I think I'm just got to hope that either Edison or Kepa start they're not great fixtures for either of them away at Brentford for Edison who is going to be the one that I start in case they both play Kepa at home to Newcastle again I think I'm going to play Edison. If things go horribly wrong and I hear that no goalkeeper are going to play, I might have to take a hit to remove them, but I'm hopeful that at least one of them is going to get the start. So in goal, I don't think I'll use a transfer defensively unless two of my starting defenders get benched, which is possible, particularly with the amount of minutes that Stupinan's played, Luke Shaw with a doubt as well. But I'm hoping that I get at least two starts plus then Trippier off my bench. And looking at my attackers, there could be rotation there. There is a lot of upside in those moves as well. I'm looking at the Brighton mids not necessarily being nailed, not liking their performances. It's a difficult fixture. And then Isaac as well, a bit of a doubt about how well he's performing. And then Haaland, a bit of a minutes doubt. Those are the four players that I'm really looking at selling. Plus, if Salah, Fernandes, Rashford, we get rumoured that they're not going to start, which particularly for Rashford feels very possible. So who are those potential transfers in midfield and up front that I am potentially looking at? There are quite a lot of them. 
We start up front. Harry Kane is in there because if Haaland's not going to start, I think Haaland to Harry Kane is a transfer I really like. Leads away. It's about the only way in my team that I have the ability to go and get Harry Kane unless I sell Mo Salah, unless I sell Bruno Fernandes. In theory, if one of those is benched, I could downgrade them to one of the midfielders we've got in the top row and go and bring in Harry Kane. But I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. So we are going to go with Harry Kane as our potential Haaland replacement if we hear that he's not going to start. I do think Firmino will also be given the start for Liverpool, of course. I don't know that, but I do think it's his last game. I do think it's a good fixture away at Southampton. I do think he'll get the start given they don't have anything really to fight for in terms of Champions League football. Eight million is a nice price. Of course, I could come down to Haaland all the way down to Firmino. I could free up a little bit of money and then go Isaac up to Firmino as well. Both of those routes are possible. Similarly for Gabriel Jesus, I could go down from Haaland or I could go up from Alexander Isaac if I free up a little bit of money. Of course, Isaac is seven million, so I could go up to Jesus or Firmino from him, but I'd have to free up half a million or maybe a million as well, depending on the midfielder transfer I decide to make in there as well. So Jesus, Wolves at home. I still think there's a chance that maybe Nketiah starts up front, but I personally think there's about 70% chance Jesus starts. Probably the same for Firmino. If I end up buying one of those two, I will be relying that I know they start because I probably won't be buying them and just guessing that I think they're going to start. If we hear for sure that they're in the starting lineup, then great. But if not, then I think potentially Alvarez is the one that I'll go for because I'm pretty certain that he will start on the final day. Alvarez is an interesting one. I feel like he's a much better pick when he doesn't play alongside Haaland. When he plays on his own up front, he's the number nine. He's the striker for Manchester City. And anyone playing there feels like they could score goals. And Alvarez is a very, very good player. And he definitely has the ability to do well. When he plays alongside Haaland, he plays in that sort of De Bruyne role, that late into the box. But Haaland is still the main focal point of all their attacks. So I will be looking at that Manchester City lineup. I will be thinking about whether I think Haaland is going to start. Because if Haaland doesn't start, I can do Haaland to Harry Kane and Isaac to Alvarez. Those are two transfers I really like, but it does mean I'm not able to touch my midfield. But yeah, Haaland down to Harry Kane if he doesn't start, allowing me to do Isaac to Alvarez as well is a transfer combination I really like. Now, I'm not also against taking a minus four and looking at the midfield transfers, there are a lot more punts in here, it feels like. A lot of good midfield options, but I don't necessarily have as much space in my midfield unless I decide probably to sell my Callister would be the brighter midfielder that I decide to get rid of. In terms of those replacements, Garnacho, he's on the thumbnail. I really want to have Garnacho in my team. If I hear that Rashford doesn't start or Fernandez doesn't start and Garnacho does, I think I'll probably take the hit to go and buy him. Fulham at home, 4.1 million. He is such an enabler and he's so good when he gets on the pitch. We saw it in the game last night that when he gets on the pitch, he has the ability to completely change games. He's so direct and he's so selfish as well. I feel like he has a great potential to go and get returns. Rodrigo, currently yellow flagged, but 6.3 million at home to Spurs. A player finally that has something to play for on the final day. He is on some set pieces without Bamford potentially playing. He's probably on penalties as well. That's why I really like him. Just so many routes to points, plus a team that is fighting for something on the final day. Trossard, a bit like Jesus, trying to buy into that Arsenal attack with them having something to play for in terms of impressing the fans on the final day, in terms of putting us on a show for the season they've had, in terms of thanking the fans as well. Trossard at 6.6 million, I really like. Whether it's going to be him, maybe it would be Odegaard. If we hear Smith Rowe or Nelson starts, they could be nice punts, but Trossard is my number one Arsenal pick in midfield at the moment. And finally, it feels like the man that everyone is going to, and that is Eze of Crystal Palace. He has Nottingham Forest at home. He's 5.7 million. He's returned so well in the past few weeks. Nottingham Forest now have nothing to play for, that they are safe in the Premier League. Crystal Palace in their final home game of the season, potentially Roy Hodgson's final home game, given how well he has done. They might want to put on a bit of a show to say thank you for how well he has done. 
I really like Eze. It's difficult for me to fit him into my team because I'd have to upgrade from the likes of McAllister and that would leave me a difficult position going up front. As I said, I'm not completely against a minus four. I'm sitting about 15 points inside the top 1K. So unless things go horribly, horribly wrong, which they have the ability to do on the final day with rotation, but unless things go horribly, horribly wrong, you're going to clip this if things do. I don't think I'm necessarily going to get too far out, especially if I buy the likes of Eze, who could be one of the people who really damage my rank. So here is my team for next week. In terms of potential transfers, I'm not going to confirm any until Sunday, until on my deadline stream. So make sure you're subscribed and get a reminder of when I do go live for, for that. So when I do get and make my transfers live on stream. In terms of where my transfers are, I'm going to try and hold off making a goalkeeper transfer unless we know they're both not starting, despite me not liking them as options. Similarly in defence, unless I know that several of my defenders are not going to start, I think I will roll in with probably Stupin and Trent. I don't think Shaw's going to play, so it'll probably be Trippier off the bench. Most of my midfielders and attackers are the ones that I'm looking to make transfers on. I like the idea of Alvarez. I'm not certain Haaland's going to start. So if Haaland doesn't start, the Camti armband will move off him, either to Mo Salah or Fernandes or even to Julian Alvarez if I do bring him in. So right now, I think if Haaland doesn't start, Haaland to Harry Kane and Isaac to Alvarez are probably the two transfers that I like the most. That would also leave me enough money in the bank to do McAllister to Eze for a minus four as well. Don't necessarily think I want to take a minus four on the final day, but Eze in for a minus four does feel like it's going to pay off so that's my first sort of transfer plans that's my team selection that's what I'm planning on I can't confirm anything until we get close to the deadline because game week 38 is different price changes don't matter long-term planning don't matter you just kind of have to hope that you hear if your players are going to start or not in their final fixture of the season and given that no one has anything to play for really I feel like there could be a lot of rotation so that's why I'm leaving it to then let me know what you think about this. Leave any final questions you have about your team in the comment section down below. Of course, the deadline is Sunday, so I will be there to answer questions. I can also answer all your questions in the comment section down below as well. Let me know what you think about my team as well. Thank you all so much for watching. For one final time, like the video if you haven't already. We're going to try and hit 1,000 likes on the video. Say hello down in the comments. Subscribe if you have not already. And I'll be back again very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.